It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to C103's Cork Today podcast. Phone and text lines are currently closed. Peter Dowd of theirishgardener.com uh, joining me uh, this afternoon. Good afternoon to you, Peter. Good afternoon, Patricia. How are you? I'm, I'm very well. And as you speak, the sun has started to shine because it has been raining, raining here all morning. I think it's been raining here for the last six months nonstop. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if the statistics bear me out, but I think we've had such an incredibly wet six months ever since last October. We've just had rain, rain, rain. OK, listen, uh, we'll get into questions. But before we do, for fear I'll run out at the end, uh, you want to mention a couple of things. Lifelong learning piece in, in uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Fort. What's this? Yeah, Elizabeth Fort, which is a, a long, a long, long history in Cork City there at the bottom of Barrack Street. I'll be there this Saturday, the 1st of April, as part of the Lifelong Learning Festival. Uh, and I'll, I'll be talking about, I suppose, what's, what's my passion or my hobby horse, if you like. And that is the importance of urban landscaping, the importance of, of the green environment and green initiatives, green infrastructural elements, Trish, in our city centres and towns. Like, it's proved you know, beyond any doubt that, that urban greening, what I mean by urban greening is just basically it's a fancy word for landscaping, like green walls, roof gardens, gardens in the city. They have a huge role to play in so many of the challenges facing us at the moment, not not, not least of all mental health and just 
being close to green spaces helps all of our mental health. And of course, we're, where do our, the bulk of our populations live, but in towns and cities. So that's a huge benefit, but also obviously they clean the air, they have an effect on the urban climate. But what's particularly, particularly relevant for Cork City is that green walls and roof gardens are proven to slow the volume of water and the rate of water entering our drainage system. So it approved in cities like Berlin and London, which are the, the kind of flag bearers, if you like, in Europe of, of green infrastructural elements. They're proven to reduce the volume of water entering the drainage system by up to 80%. Trish. Now, if you, if you look at our flooding problem in Cork City, right, I mean, and it's not even being looked at not even on the agenda that we would talk about this in terms of a flood defence. It seems that, you know, more concrete, more steel, more tarmac is, is, is the constant answer is coming. We need to stop looking at, at the natural solutions as, you know, just hippies like myself talking about it or as a gentle past, genteel pastime for, for older people. Like the gardens, the natural environment has a critical role to play in this. The answers are all around us if we just look. So, that's what I'll be talking about on Saturday. I'll be talking about how not, not only do they make our gardens that much more pretty and gorgeous, but they, they have a, a huge role to play in, in, in modern day urban problems. So so join me, anyone who wants. I'll, I'll also take, obviously, I'll be dealing questions. with other questions. And, answers and is that, op- is that open well. to everyone? Open to everyone. I think it kicks off at, uh, at about uh, nine or ten o'clock in the morning. Lifelong Learning will, will tell you more their website. And I think I'm speaking from one o'clock for about an hour. But I'll be there doing questions and answers as well for, for before and after. Okay, so good look luck. forward to yeah. seeing any, anybody and everybody. OK, well done. Well done. OK, let's get into some questions. Is it OK to plant dahlia bulbs now, says a listener? Absolutely. Now is the time. End of March into April is the time to start planting them. Um, so, yeah, you can either start them off in pots or you can start them off straight into the open ground. Do give them a, a pretty well-drained soil. Uh, but now is the time. Yeah. Uh, this is from Michael and Bantry. Michael says, hi, uh, Peter. I saw in a local shop this morning lupin crowns are in uh, a bag of them. Are they a good way to buy lupins? Well, they, yes, I would say yes, provided you're getting, I hate seeing the, these perennial roots and things in plastic bags, if they're in plastic bags, because it's not a good way to store them because the condensation builds up. So the reason I say that is just be careful what you're buying. Kind of give them a good a bit of a squash first. The shopkeeper won't thank you, but just have a look at them. If they look, they should be shooting by now, like the dahlias and lupins. You should begin to see a few leaf buds coming into growth. So if you do see that, then yes, they're good, a good way to buy them. If you don't, or if they feel any way softer, if they look like there's a lot of condensation in the bag, I'd leave well alone. But um, but if, if they look good, yeah, to find planting bare root perennials at this time of the year, the likes of your dahlias, lupins, salvias, all these kind of things, to find an inexpensive way to, to do it. But just it's the plastic bags that I'd have a bit of a worry about. OK, Teresa says, hi, Peter, can you still still cut back roses or is she too late? Can you still separate plants like lilies uh, and things like that? Roses, can you cut them back? Absolutely, yes, absolutely. And I was speaking to to uh, anybody who follows me on Facebook might be familiar with Frank Hughes down in Listowel and Kerry. He sends me pictures of his roses every year, and I put them up, and they are just magnificent. And he's growing roses that his uh, his grandfather and his father grew before him, and they are just magnificent. I was only talking to him yesterday, and he hasn't pruned his yet. So if he hasn't done his yet, I, I you plenty of time. But no, I mean you do want to do it sooner rather than later. I like to have mine done by the end of February, early March. Um, but if you haven't on them better to do them a bit late than not at all definitely uh, dividing things like lilies it is we are getting a bit late for that because growth has started so if your lilies are shooting so if, the, if you see any green or any buds coming to growth in them 
don't touch them. If they're if they're still dormant, if there's no growth yet, you might just get away with it. But um, we are getting a bit late. Margaret is in Douglas. When is the best time to move a camellia? Camellias, uh, like like a lot of evergreens, are difficult to move if they're very established. So the more established they are, if you like, the bigger the risk. So if they're less than five years old, they probably move easily enough, provided you get a big enough root ball. But five years and over, uh, I mean, it's not cut and dry, obviously, but the, the, the older they are, the more risk there is in moving them. But the best time to do it is January, the month of January, the coldest time of the year is when you want to do it. But get as big a root ball as possible and hope for the best. Jerry's in Glamour and is wondering, is liquid seaweed a good source of feed to put around the base of young tomato plants? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Just make sure you're not overfeeding them, particularly as they're very young. You don't want to overfeed them uh, and make sure it's an organic liquid seaweed and that there isn't any chemicals in it because, again, you're going to be eating it, obviously, eating the tomatoes. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's a, like, a good liquid seaweed feed is about the best you can get. OK, Lucy is looking for advice on the first grass cut of the season. She said the grass in the garden has gone very high. Uh, she was trying to do it last weekend, but the grass is still very wet. Do you need the grass to be fully dry before you go out and give the first cut of the season? Well, the thing is, I think if we're going to wait for it to be fully dry, we'd be waiting till June or July, I'd say, Trish, at this stage. So I gave mine my first cut probably about three or four weeks ago at this stage, but I haven't managed to give it a second cut yet because it's just, I agree, it's just been so wet. Um, the the you, you don't need it to be fully, ideally, yes, it would be fully dry, but if provided it's dry enough that it's not going to clog the lawnmower, then I would get out and do it as soon as possible because as, as she knows from the call, it's going to get to a point where it's, it's going to be too high to, to cut it because it's quite mild now as well. So, yeah, it, it, it's just a balancing act right now. Get out as soon as you can. As soon as it looks dry enough, get out into it. But this is grass growing weather, isn't it? It's perfect. It really is. I mean, it's 10, 12 degrees at the moment and damp. So the grass is loving it. All right. Somebody else has a patch in the middle of the lawn that always gets waterlogged. It's almost like there's a dip in it. What would Peter suggest? I don't know. If, I don't know if I'd suggest anything really in terms of trying to fix it because you probably won't. Uh, I don't mean to sound negative by saying that, but it's it, it's 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 very. I don't. Sorry. What, I suppose what I need to ask is it depends on what's causing it. So in other words, if there was if there was a reason that the soil in that area is very compacted, uh, well then that is fixable. You could improve the the soil texture and try and improve the drainage there and relieve the compaction of the soil. However, if it's caused, and I can't imagine why one patch would be compacted if the whole lawn isn't. Do you know what I mean? Like compacted mm. soil is, is is very common if there was machines, like house building machines or anything going on. But that would tend to be over the whole area. If it's just one patch, it's more likely to be t- to do with the water table. So if it is the water table and it's just that it's waterlogging there, you won't beat nature on that one. So what you could do is maybe, oh, I don't know the garden, obviously, but maybe look at removing lawn from, from that patch. This may not work at all now, as I say, I don't know the garden, but it may work if you remove the lawn in that area uh, and put in a, a bed with plants that are suited to that growing in those conditions, to something like a rain garden, which will, will um, you, you'll put in plants that will, will thrive in those conditions. So that might be something worth doing it. But if it's caused by the water table and not compaction, there's very little you can do really in terms of, of alleviating it, I'm afraid. Just live with it in the wet weather. OK, Dan in Rathmore says, very interested to hear Peter speak about urban uh, greening and plants and gardens helping to reduce uh, flooding. By coincidence, TG Cahar had a very interesting uh, programme last night about sea level rise and flood defences. Uh, it's worth watching. I don't know if you've spotted that. 
the, well, I didn't spot it, unfortunately, but I do remember talking to, to Duncan Stewart several yeah. years ago when I was working with him on one of his eco-way programs, and he was saying for, for Cork that, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not getting involved in the, the argument about the walls and the title, but he was he knows substantially more than I do, uh, and he was saying that the, the flood defence, the tidal barrier is the way forward for Cork, it's certainly not raising the walls. Um, so I haven't seen it, and of course what I'm talking about in terms of urban greening won't have any won't have any impact on tidal flooding, unfortunately, but mm-hmm. it will with excessive rainfall flooding, certainly. OK. All right, listen, we leave it there. Have a great week and enjoy that event in the Elizabeth Fort on Barrick Street on Saturday. Thanks, Trish. Talk Thanks a million. Week. Bye-bye. That is uh, Peter Dowdle, the Irish Gardener. Doc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.